You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we get pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and you can call me Dr. Chunk. (laughs) And I'm Carter. Hunk is inconvenient and (laughs) all-encompassing. That's it. So, okay. Okay. So, (laughs) Carter, I can't help but notice that you called yourself a hunk. Yeah, so... (laughs) I think it's a it's a Christmas hunky kind of thing right yeah. now. Sure, okay. sure, sure. Chelsea and I, Chelsea, okay. my wife, your my brother, very pretty mm. wife, <laughs> my brother, <laughs> brother, my brother, Chels. No, Chelsea and I went and th- we it, we for the first time bought a real Christmas tree. Cool mm. guys, it was so easy. I did not know that you loved spiders that much. And tell me more about it. That. Was How about allergies, snot, boogers, all there that stuff. Were, hmm. I've lost a lot of motivation to share. <laughs> All the convenience of a real tree. It no, really, tell me about it. Guys, it really was easy. It's just It was like a six and a half foot Douglas fern and got a base for like $60. I'm going to stop everything. Did you say Douglas fern? Yeah, fern tree. All right, continue. What? What's wrong with that? Fur! <laughs> hey, how cute though. It's my first time though. It of is. course I would oh, make a cute adorable. Christmas mistake. <laughs> That's what so we're going to rename this episode. A Carter's cute, cute chunks in a hunk. Carter's cute Christmas mistake. And it will be more intriguing than... Th- Why don't you introduce the movie now, Jordan? Yeah. Introduce the other that. cute Christmas mistake <laughs> that we'll love, be talking yeah. about. Let's talk about a cute... Can we call it a cute Christmas kerfuffle? Because I like yeah, the alliteration. Uh, three bugs did fly out of that tree, though. Did it? We're good now. Did they really? I yes. want to talk about that. Yeah, that happens. That is... But it's not bad. Horrifying no, dude, to me. They're like really harmless Christmas bugs. Nope. <laughs> They're, They're pretty cute, dude. Nope. They put presents in your this stockings. This is a good time to reveal how much I hate bugs. Okay. Oh, I hate We just finished bugs. up Do You Believe in Magic talking about spiders like every week. I think but it's people all probably bugs. It's all that. bugs. I hate all bugs. Except oh, okay. ladybugs. They're cool. They can chill. Okay. okay. I'm Fair done enough. with them. And roly-polies. And butterflies. So this week, of course, part of our Christmas series, and we're going to sing the name of that right now, and it's... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Carter was ready. Let's go. I saw him take that deep diaphragm breath. That was it. But uh, we're going to talk about this movie known to all in the world as Christmas, Christmas Under Wraps. Oh, my goodness. Guys. <laughs> this is a movie. It is available on the Amazon Prime. It's available on the Hallmark. PlayStation View. PlayStation View. For free. Love uh, that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I should have jumped on Love that. Love that. Yeah. I paid for it. Money. Real I paid you American for half currency. of it. I still paid for it. Yeah, fair enough. This movie is something. And I'm going to toss it to Doge in just a second. But before we do, <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that he's going to skip over this. So I just want to say, this movie, is it just me? This movie started with a Full House reference, right? 
Yeah. Oh, first yeah, thing, it did. The cityscape. Yeah. It did. Certainly. I thought okay. the same thing. The, I, I wanted to and make sure that it was just me. And, and the fact that it was like, everywhere you look. Yeah, right. Ev- I was like, same Whoa. song. The exact did I just same watch song. Full House? Yeah. You did. Full House is. I uh, love telegraphed jokes that aren't funny. Doge, could you hit us with the Christmas synopsis? Ooh. I sure will. Christmas Under Wraps uh, tells the story of Does it? a doctor named DJ Tanner <laughs> who. She, guys, I'm going to talk about this in in broad archetypical terms because this is truly the template I feel like for for Hallmark Christmas movies. And maybe I'll eat my words as we watch more of these. I doubt it. I'm ready to be surprised. Cinema, yeah, Yeah. I know better because this is how Fast and the Furious started. That's true. That's true. But I don't know. I I don't think there's going to be as much. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, my hopes are not high. Yeah. When a doctor doesn't get the position she wanted, she ends up moving to a remote Alaskan town. As all do. She unexpectedly ends up finding love, oh, happiness, yeah. and discovers that the small town is hiding a big holiday secret. Okay, Guys. let's just start talking about Blurf. it. So, I'm going to do something crazy. You always do something crazy. I, I know. noticed that recently. I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to super dump Right out of the gate. Whoa. Wow. I'm just going to get it out of the way. My super dump is the fact that this director knows of only one way to shoot a conversation. And that is from the back of the head of whoever the person is talking to. Yeah. I, I would have sworn for the first half of the movie that none of these actors were in the same room. But it continued for so long that I thought there's no way that they just filmed all these scenes separately. Maybe right. they did. Here's Every the, conversation is alternating shots of the back of the head. You don't have time for any kind of diversity in the, the actual look of the movie, though, because these are shot legitimately, I read this, shot over like three days. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Like the shot over three days for about the budget of a standard episode of hour-long drama television. First of all, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. incredible. So, so that's the thing. Like these are kind of... They're like a weird achievement in their own right. You know what I mean? Like you're shooting this 90 minute long, technically a movie over three days (laughs) for the budget of a television episode. And you're shooting like, which is why they're able to do how many of these? How many has Hallmark? In 2018, there are 15 of these movies slated to premiere between now and Christmas. So here's what I realized. And my super dumps out of the way. That's it. That's the super. But I'm. to total at a, a close to 150 at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, there's 136 right now. Yeah. But here's what, and they've been going on for a while, so they are technically, I think, ramping up production. They are, they are. clearly, this is not an exponential growth. repetitive thing. They are making money somehow. Oh, they are. Well, and here's, for here, sure. here's what I realized while watching this. These Hallmark Christmas movies are the adult equivalent of Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, that's a okay. great comparison. It, it okay. is just Disney Channel, it's DCOMs for adults. And I am here for it. <laughs> I You're a fan, you like it. So Well, I can't tell you I'm I, I'm I'm excited in a way yes. that Yeah. Um something that was hard about Do You Believe in Magic is I really had to be a student. Sure. I had to look at things and be like, okay, people are so very familiar with this. What can I add? But we might be the first three people to ever watch this movie. No, we at the same are. time. Maybe. Well, I don't know because they air on Hallmark, and that's they've got. True. That's the thing. Like, like people watch these, and I don't want to generalize the audience, but like, I do. moms watch these. Sure, moms the fact watch that this. I could check out my streaming cable service, and it was like, oh, on the very night that I wanted to watch it, that it was, it was ready to go on Hallmark, it was ready to go. Yeah. And here, here's the best thing about it. This really is such a strange experience because I, I was miserable throughout the watching of this movie <laughs> and yet loved every single moment of my experience. They're kind of weirdly it. charming, aren't they? It, Let me tell you how much I loved my experience. Talk about it. So my super pump okay. is in the first scene. Okay. In the first, the first scene. In the first scene. First, I want to say the first I want to, this is not a, exactly my super pump, but I do pump on the fact that she does seem to be a, we need to be surprised that she didn't make fellowship, all sure. these kind of things. So our revered surgery, our, our revered surgeon, all we know is she's done a successful removal of an appendix. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems to be. I could do that. It's like a day one surgery. Right. So are you ready to take a step into. <laughs> are, you pre- are you prepared to commit that to no, sort of audio longevity? We definitely can't do that. It's a completely different show. Well, um, here we go. <laughs> so would you guys like to take a step into 
uh, Professor Willis's classroom. Open the door, yeah. baby. So there Teach is me. there is a wonderful. If you don't show up after fifteen minutes, I can leave. That's okay. There's a <laughs> wonderful uh, communication theory called symbolic convergence theory. Have either of you heard of it? Nope. No. It's fine because you haven't taken my class. Symbolic convergence theory that? is. It's hard to describe because it, it happens a lot of times in, in friend groups. This is from my class called small group communication. So in friend groups, there'll be something that happens that is just between friends. It's usually uh, an experience or a word that comes up like that you begin joke. to use. Yes, it's exactly what it is. It's an inside okay. joke that becomes a part of your dialect. Okay. To It, it can eventually reach a point that someone else has has... Uh, taken part of this dialect and has no idea its origin. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so it's okay. like how how we used to take the consonants, the hard consonants out of words. And completely take them away. Yeah. <laughs> Which people might not know, that started because one of my friends, who's who's not a sports person, was watching a football game, and the line judge wears a giant K. It's like a ref with a giant K on in football. It's a line judge. Don't know what the K stands for. But this person viewing it for Good the first ball. time said, oh, some poor word is missing its K. Then we res- then we took all the Ks <laughs> out. Then we took all the hard consonants out. So this is a joke that I have participated in for years. Yeah. And I here. just now learned the origin. I had no idea where that came from. convergence theory. There it Can is. I tell you what word is about to be the only reference I have for a specific thing for the rest of my life? Okay. Super pump is Pendix. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this young girl... Called an appendix appendix, and I You're thought to myself, about the daughter of the yes. guy. I thought to myself, <laughs> listen to me, why have I not called an appendix my entire life? Oh man, appendix, dude, dude, my super pump. This girl Guys. is the oldest four year old in the I, whole wait, world. I am not done. Okay. Another reason I love this. This this super pump is full of the symbolic convergence theory. I hope we are converting. Like I hope people are learning today. Oh my goodness. So my wife and I <laughs> love a commercial. And it is a commercial for a drug. Let me pull this up again. So there's there is a uh there's a commercial for Symbicort. You might have seen it. Okay, it's okay. it's for emphysema type things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is a grandpa talking to his grandson, telling the story of the three little pigs, and how a, how a wolf could not blow a certain house down because he did not have enough breath. How cute! Yeah, Adorable. have y'all heard of this? No, there is a point when a little this boy. You need okay. to be careful because you're dangerously close to a Jerry Seinfeld style bit right now. No, oh yeah, <laughs> what's y'all the deal? <laughs> so I'm saying, but no, I. So this little boy, he's like, and he couldn't breathe. Guys, it goes to this little boy, and it is laugh out loud funny. The little boy goes, like you do sometimes, Grandpa? Like you do sometimes, Grandpa? (laughs) And he says it exactly like that. They made a new commercial, but the only thing that's new is it's a little girl now. Guys, so this came, all this stuff happened to me today. Oh, my goodness. And it was was overwhelming. I got emotional. I was like, what a beautiful super pump. Sure. I look up. I just say, you know what? I'm going to Google search like you do sometimes, Grandpa. Millions, like tens of hundreds of thousands. And the guys, so many people hate this commercial. (laughs) And it's because of how dumb this kid sounds. Like you do sometimes, Grandpa. Like how did they get this kid? So appendix made me think of that. But that's how Chelsea and I do all the time. Like, we'll just be referencing something, and then if we'll just throw it in randomly, and it gets us every time. We'll be like, oh, man, I love, I love the way that you made this chili. And then Chelsea will be like, like you do sometimes, Grandpa. And it, like, that's our, that's our <laughs> symbolic just conv- That's our inside joke. Yeah. But guys, I can't say enough. Pendix. Pendix. Rocked my world. Okay. The, she said it twice. She did say it twice. Chelsea she and I were watching it together, and I was like, please say it again. Please say it again. I love that we're bringing up this conversation because one of my earliest, I don't know if it's a dump or a pump. It might be a pump because of just how bad it is. One of my earliest reactions to this movie was whenever DJ says to the little girl, you can call me Dr. Lauren. Because I love that she's like, make sure to keep in the important yeah, prefix doctor, before so. my name. Definitely still call me doctor, but you can call me by my first name. Mm-hmm. It's like the illusion of... Casual behavior. Like, yeah. how cute. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to call me Dr. Brunel. Yo, call, <laughs> me, Dr. call me Dr. Lauren. Dr. Something else. Man, guys, I've never experienced such a concentrated mind 
heart eye opening first two minutes. It's to a movie. rich. It really is. It, truly it really is. is. So after after we leave the appendix surgery, we go to uh the biggest she, jerk in the she world. She gets dumped immediately. Dude, the biggest jerk in the but world. But she's fine with it. Chelsea was like, I would be hysterical. Yeah. I would be hysterical. If these things happened perhaps in the same day, that she also did. doesn't make the fellowship? No, she doesn't make the fellowship. She gets dumped and then she goes, luckily we have her mom there to state the full theme of this movie directly yeah. to camera. But, but I about her getting dumped. Yeah. yeah, No, we need to so, be there. She's like weirdly okay with it like she acts like she's the burden here when she gets dumped she's like yeah no the guy's right. like dj you plan your whole life i think you should try and live in the moment sometimes and yeah his his breakup reason is love is not what we have and i want to experience it and don't worry i hope i you want do you to <laughs> like, oh no, why not do it gosh. together it's unreal i wrote i wrote i want to feel that i want so he said, I want to feel that, and I want you to feel that too. And then I wrote after, which was probably just like a uh, a high school type text, the kind of thing that you think to yourself and never sent back to the yeah, person yeah, that yeah. broke up with you. Okay, so if you want to feel that, and you want me to feel that, and this is the best thing you like about me, why the heck are you breaking up with yeah, me? Yeah. Callie goes, we're watching this, and Callie goes, man, they really picked the goofiest looking guy to contrast the hot guy later for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> this dude is like, 50 years old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that you bring age into it, this is my big question. How old is Candace Cameron Bure supposed to be in I this movie? In real life, she's about 40. She looks way too old for this story to happen to her. Yeah, it does sort of seem like the fellowship should have happened like a decade ago. Yeah. Maybe. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody moves at different speeds in their yeah. lives. Yeah. So if that's your path, well, then that's cool. But the the immaturity of our two main our yes. love interests is big is, time. And we'll, we'll hit that more, I'm sure. Big time. But so um, she gets she gets dumped. The worst dinner dump conversation. Worst dinner dump. One last comment in here. I miss. I never thought I would miss Daniel Radcliffe's acting. <laughs> <laughs> so I would. I have decided I would prefer Mannequin, which I, is what I call him, with his lack of Come expression. On, Daniken. Oh, there it is. Dead gummit, man. Yeah. I prefer Danikin over the her face never stops moving. She, her eyebrows. It's like she doesn't have eyebrow moving, but, but she never moving. stops her her Botox Dude, smile. Can I say it? It's like it's much like strange. everything is like so smiley and weird when she so talks. Weird. I have a theory that this was all preseason prep work for Fuller House and that she 2014? was Basically, yeah. yeah. She was basically yeah. just getting in her like. She's like, let's see if I remember how to act. Yeah, let me shake the yeah. dust off. Yeah, yeah. like, she was just like, let's see what <laughs> I can like ride a bike. What shapes awesome. I can get my face into would be yeah. good. Uh, and so from from this dinner, we go to the parents. She goes to her parents' house. To her, her weirdly, her I've never seen a character quite ride the line between supportive and unsupportive as her dad. Yeah, I've never seen a mom who is such a nagging harpy. That the viewer is also supposed to sympathize with. She's also a robot. Yes. She's a robot. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw the post credits. She's a replicant. She's a replicant. Energizer. Yeah. Completely robot. Yeah. yeah. Batteries. Yeah. She was a? awful. She's, she's the, the worst, worst actor in the whole She series. She was almost my super dump, but that moment comes <laughs> Wait, much later. Did there was you a lot say of things. She's the worst actor? Uh, I think the mom is the worst actor by a mile. Um, Hold up. Nurse. <laughs> Nurse Billy. Billy? Billy no. Billy Bangs? No. Yeah, Billy Bangs is is garbage. No. Okay, so mom, I wrote down this quote because this is <clears throat> this makes me happy. This is like <laughs> screenwriting 101. Like how do we get a theme to be important to our main oh, character? Man, this is so bad. Have her grandma say it. No, it's her mom. No, no, no. Mom says, "Remember what oh, grandma yeah. used to <laughs> tell <right>. me? <laughs> you can listen to your mind, but you have to follow your heart." Can we Wait. talk about how many times characters in this movie react as though they had never heard the phrase "follow your heart" before? There are but, like four separate times where people are like, "Hey, that's really good advice." Dude, it's the thing. It's like this the, like it's this implied importance thing. Yes. Like we're supposed to think that it's important because of how characters react to it. We're supposed to think it's like the most profound thing in the world. But is anyone else kind of like feels a little bit gross that they say, "Listen to your mind," yeah, and then heart? Like, why don't they? Because whenever I've heard it, it's like follow your head. Like they yeah. don't usually use the term mind, but that also bothered me too. But maybe I yeah. was just so in tune with things that bother me. It should me. be you can listen to your head, but you should follow your heart. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I, I just Man, I was blown it, away by how many times. I think we should write a Hallmark movie. Anyways, move on. I was blown away by how many times people in this movie were like, wow, that thing you said to me about following my heart was amazing, as though they didn't have access to yeah. television. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. 
Uh, things are just a little different in Garland, though. Oh, so she get gets there. a let's posting get in Garland to be the only doctor, right? So she uh, she flies on a plane to Alaska. Spontaneous? How spontaneous? And Wait, then can we take a little bit? Like, if you don't, if you've been working, which medical school is many, 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 many years. Yeah, it's a bunch. So the very first attempt you had to join a fellowship fails. Oh, I better go to a career center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. She went to a career center <laughs> where people go that have maybe been unemployed for a long time. And they're like, I have no idea what to do. I graduated, but this is not the major I want to be in. And here's a 40 year old. And we're supposed to pretend that a career center is like, let me hook you up with this medical girl, job. Just okay. make, just make money off the appendix surgery. That's the, girl. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, <laughs> is she a likable protagonist for you guys? Like no. put, put aside the like no. poor quality of the filmmaking. Like she does things in this script that make her unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not alone no, in that. Like, like I get that they're trying to do the whole like, she sucks and then she meets somebody and then gets way better. Like almost like to put it in terms of movies we've reviewed on the show before, like an Iron Man type of thing. Where it's I like, man, I despise this person, but then they become great. I think it was a failed attempt at making a likable protagonist who finally got the love she deserved. I do not think it was really? intended to be. I think she was supposed to learn a lesson, but I think it was supposed to be like. The only thing she's lacking was supposed to be the the thing that it was like an, yeah. a wonderful gross, every woman gross, goes gross. and meets this every man who changes her life. But See, to me, it was like like selfish whiny protagonist. This movie, like understanding this movie, is like hugging a porcupine <laughs> because like it it pokes you away and pushes you away. But you got to pull all tighter. times. But there's just something in me that wants to like look at this and analyze it and try and understand it, and it just resists definition at every turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that where it's like, I can't tell if I'm supposed to like my protagonist or hate my protagonist. I know by the end I'm supposed to like her, but what are we doing with DJ in the beginning? For me, the biggest uh, like nebulous idea in this whole movie is, is this supposed to be ironically funny? That's what yeah, I kept I thinking the whole time. I can't figure it out. Okay, so she, she arrives in Alaska. <laughs> she gets picked up by Andy Claus in his plane. Uh, and that of course he flies? This is... Hands down, the very worst green screening that I have ever in seen <laughs> in anything. Listeners may not know this. I am a video producer for my job, and I have seen loads and loads of bad green screen, whether it's uh, people that I'm teaching or just reels that I have watched. This is hands down the very, very worst green screening I have ever seen in yeah, my life. Wow. Yeah. It's it's not good. Uh, so he's flying his private plane to Garland, Alaska, which, first of all, puke for the name. Yeah. Garland, Alaska. Kelly, at one point in the movie, goes, oh, I get it now. Garland is North Pole backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She's funny. The three of us all just tilted our heads yeah. like dogs who heard a strange oh, sound. I lost my... I had to pause the movie. First thing that happens in Garland is she is real bummed out about her cool house that she gets to live in. Yeah, yeah dude, for free. You know for why? Free. Do you know why? Did we ever, did we notice her flat that she was living yeah, was in bonkers. San Francisco? She lived yeah, in a absurd. bonkers house. It's because her dad what is I, a really successful TV news anchor. What I saw. Wait, he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a TV news anchor? Uh -huh. I thought he was a doctor. No, no, no. It's like a morning show. And then like he lives Stop with it. her and I her know two what you're doing now. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> but what I saw in this frame was Wake more than the square up. footage of my house. Yeah, no, yeah. it's oh, insane. It was, it was 30 foot ceilings. Like, oh, what? time out. Let's go back to her flat for one second. She was leaving for a supposed two week trip and was packing her mugs. <laughs> was she really? Yes, her and her dad were folding her mugs in bubble wrap like she was moving house. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I forgot about this. They were she packing was up her packing house. her mugs. <laughs> She's leaving for two <laughs> weeks. What? Uh, Which brings me to when she gets to Garland, the first place that she really goes is Hattie's Diner the next morning and orders the most pretentious millennial sounding beverage. On well, she is a millennial. She's old enough to be the mother of a millennial. And her, her stop, <laughs> she orders the drink and she goes, I want a half calf skinny vanilla latte with uh, dairy free milk and non uh, sugar sweetener. I'm not going to get that here, am I? Yeah. It man. was unbelievable. Did you guys see? I want to know your first reaction to one of the central characters of this narrative in the corner of this diner over DJ's shoulder. Frank? We see Frank Holiday. 
Did you immediately know he was Santa or was that just me? Instantaneous. No, okay. Definitely. Okay. Here's Good. my super dump. Now. Oh. I'm doing it now. I wanted to do it later, but Christmas Under Wraps is the name. Sure. One of the big parts of the plot is, hey, there's a twist here. There's something we're going to open up and find out. Oh, my out. goodness. My friends, I spent an hour and 10 minutes already knowing what this was going to be. Mm-hmm. What a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, my super dump is that one of the central themes was supposed to be, oh, no, I mean, no. And I think there was a point when it reached comical because you realize everyone, everyone is supposed to know what this is. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't understand how to read this. Is DJ dumb? Does she not know, or is she? No, just, no, no, is no. She, she just, knows the whole time. Is she just playing that, along? That's wild to me. Then how the is that a, so weird? How is that a normal person's response? Like, I can that's tell your dad is Santa, but I'm just going to keep my mouth yes. shut about it. No, this yes. movie. That is what is wild about this. Is she in the first time she meets Frank? She's like, has anyone ever told you you look like Santa? What a buck wild thing to say to somebody you just met. Then on top of that, she spends the rest of the movie like. Her first assumption when she hears pitter-patter little footsteps is, it sounds like an elf just went in there. (laughs) What? (laughs) Whose first assumption is elf? An elf. We're here. My super dump is (laughs) that Santa Claus's name is Frank Holiday. Yeah, it should have been Nick. It should have been anything other than Frank Holiday. That's the worst possible name for Santa Claus in the world. Yeah, it's a bad name. His company's called Holiday Shipping. Holiday doesn't have to be his last name. That's true. But I want to, in that same vein, let's spend a little bit more time, because the the rest of this movie plays out interestingly, but I want to spend some time talking about how oblivious Lauren is. Wait. Is she oblivious, though? I don't think so, but that's what I want to get to. Before we do that. Yeah, please. Just for the sake of plot, can we go back to, and here's, here's something, and it's probably because it's the first Hallmark movie I've thoughtfully watched. Okay. And didn't really recognize, okay, so the acting will be very bad for yeah. most people. The person, so our guy, Chaboy, that's going to end up being the one she loves. Andy. When Andy, Andy picks up her stuff from the airport, thought he was an extra. Yeah. yeah. Totally thought he was an extra. And Chelsea was like, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> is he the love interest? I, like, I Chelsea, figured he was going to be the hot guy. I think he is. But Hallmark's got a lot of hot people. There's some random people walking down Garland that do these really weird smiles to a stranger. I, oh, I, man. And I, I was like, are you from a JCPenney catalog? <laughs> that is I, the best way to describe the overall costuming look. Yes, yeah, 100%. It was an ad for Macy's. So after we spend some time here at the diner with Hattie and Franklin Holiday, we go over to the hospital, which is apparently an old house, <laughs> and we meet. Billy Bangs, the nurse. Oh my gosh. And three other people who are totally pivotal to the operation of this hospital, you guys. They and they say do one matter line in our each. story. Yeah. yeah. Is it high? I mean, I don't know. Well, if remember. it's high, then they say two lines each because I think they say hi and then I think they say, We're really going to miss you, doctor. They don't, they don't say hi. They, really? they wave. That's absurd to me. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable. So Billy Bangs, you were you were of the opinion earlier that Billy Bangs is the worst actress in this movie. I think so, yeah. Well, the the worst actress who's not a background role, yeah, I think so. You think she's too over the top? I think that she learned to smile from comic books. <laughs> Dude, there are so many cuts of her where her like response in a conversation is just to smile. Yeah. And it's it makes a smile noise like yep. of her I'm sorry Carter, but it makes the like oh, lip really and teeth separating noise. That's really bad. But that's oh, really gross. So her whole deal at the hospital uh, is right. she's a nurse. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Why? No, no, no. I'm talking about DJ. Nothing happens at the hospital that matters at well, all. Apparently right? the presence of a doctor means that everybody gets hurt and gets sick. And so they all show up and then she makes the town better because apparently they were all just dying before she got yeah, there. Yeah, for real. That's, I mean, that's the, the role of the hospital is to give her something to do so yeah. that every scene isn't necessarily Well, and speaking important. of too, are we really supposed to think, and, and this is again, we're having trouble knowing what to think, that the elf that comes with the hand injury... <laughs> Was it really a was it really the hammer? Did he hit himself? No, dude. Rudolph bit him. You think that was it's a, a reindeer Rudolph bite? No, I think it was the hammer. The tiny hammer. Yep. But I the elves it, are full size. I think it was supposed to be a hint as to the fact that they were elves. But the 
but the elves are full size, but she hears the pitter patter of little feet, and it's a little small shape with that a runs green, away. With a green with hat, a green like hat. an elf hat. Yeah. But what is going on at Frank's workshop? <laughs> I think he has some small elves, and he has some big elves, and they have small hammers, and he has one reindeer to pull his sleigh. Hey. Let's not talk about Rudy. Yet. Yeah, let's not talk about I want to talk yet. about okay. Rudy when we get to Rudy. So she's at the hospital and she does doctor stuff for like a couple of days. She goes on a date with Nick with not Nick. Oh Andy. my goodness, Andy. Yeah. Why was I going to say Nick? And they do a midnight picnic after he fixes her uh breaker box with yeah. a screwdriver. The power goes out and so he installs a screw. He's quite obviously. he's quite awful. Yeah, he's pretty rough. I didn't mind him. So they go on a they go on a picnic uh, in the middle of nowhere. Like, they have to fly there. Something Gosh. that's really interesting is, I don't know if y'all knew this about the Northern Lights. When you're in an airplane, you can't see them. Yep. But once you clear a forest you've walked through. Right. Then it's surprise. Then I know. There. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really There's amazing. really only a handful of tiny acres. Yeah. Well, I think on it's... On the ground gosh, that sorry. you can see the Northern It's only Did viewable. Did you mispronounce acorns? Acres. Acres. Acorns? Yeah, they're oak seeds. Uh, the thing, though, is that well, you they're can, known as caribou as well. So you can only remember. see the northern lights <laughs> from a bench that happens to be in the middle of nowhere in this clearing in the middle of the okay, forest. Okay, well, he knew where he was taking her. And he her. probably built it with a screwdriver. It. That's he a did. good point. That's a good point. So Also, uh, they did not picnic. Nope. Super didn't. They didn't. He invited Super her for a midnight picnic, and there was no basket. Which uh, they are very conservative, by the way. Like, Hallmark doesn't even let them sit within no. two feet of each other. Well, I was surprised they kissed before the end of oh, the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a pretty, that's a pretty Wii slutty Sports. Hallmark movie. Yeah. I never thought about Wii Sports. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I thought at one point that it was implied, but then it turns out it wasn't. No. Um, so looking at my notes, we actually did s- skip over when she's asked to fix Rudy. We did. Oh, then the picnic by is, all means. The picnic is after that. So Andy Claus runs to DJ's house and says... I desperately need you to come to... No, 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 no. Isn't it Nolan or whatever his name is? Whatever Billy's, his name Billy's is. Billy's girl? Billy's boy. Yo, Billy's, Billy's boy? boy? I think he was supposed to be attractive. No way. Looks like he could eat his own nose. <laughs> Wait, Wyatt. His name's Wyatt. Wyatt. Not a fan. Yeah. Dude, the names in this are bizarre. Like, wh- I don't know. There's just something about it that Wyatt is not that character's name. No. Like, from a from a writing That's standpoint. Funny. You know, yeah, do you guys get that? Too. Yeah, yeah. So Wyatt comes and is like, help us with Rudy. And she's like, okay. And then they don't think to tell her beforehand that, that this Rudy's is an animal. A, a reindeer. But, but they're known as caribou, so it's, it's totally not weird. Well, they didn't tell her beforehand because they realized, oh, it might be harder to get her out here. Because she, you know how much she hates veterinary. Because you know she hates practice. animals. Yeah, she yeah, says yeah. while she's fixing Rudy at one point, so you're a guy who looks just like Santa, who lives up north where it's snowy, and you like to eat cookies, and you have a reindeer for a pet, and your town loves Christmas. Right? And he goes, yep. <laughs> That's correct. Santa's voice could grind glass into a fine sand. So the yeah. actor that plays Santa is the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. He yep. is. That yeah. is, you that is legit. One of the times he, one of the first times he laughs real big, he does a ho ho. He does. He does say ho. Oh. Goodness gracious, everyone, this is bad. So she fixes Rudy. Can we talk about in the house real quick, just for a second? After yes. the, she fixes yeah, yeah. Rudy, so her and her and Andy go back into the house, and he makes her some coffee, <sighs> and then he sets up their picnic date, and then. He leaves. Yeah. In his house. He's just like, okay, it's a date. Oh, and then yeah. he leaves her. Oh, in she is his in house. his house. Oh my gosh. He just walks away. Sorry, I just sounded like so funny. I can't believe it. <laughs> What's the deal? Yeah, he left his own house. <laughs> he just leaves. Like Whoa. they're in a mall. I know. <laughs> he just leaves her alone in his parents' kitchen. So they go on their picnic. They come back. And DJ decides the single most important thing for her career is to go surprise Frank Holiday at work and give him a checkup in no, his office. No, she's trying to figure out if he's Santa. Is no, she trying yes. to figure out if he's Santa? Yeah, no, it's Santa. clearly not obvious because two-thirds of this podcast aren't sure about that statement. No, she's trying to figure out if he's Santa. I don't no. know if she is, Yeah, though. she is. No. She definitely was. So, first of all, the Holiday Shipping logo was designed in Microsoft Paint. Second of all... <laughs> She hears Santa and his son Andy Claus talking, and Andy Claus says, "Santa Claus and Andy Claus." Andy Claus says, "Dad, we gotta let her in on this." 
And he says, no, for some reason. His reason is, what if you, what if you break up? That's literally his reason. That is the most <laughs> unbelievable excuse for a source of tension in their relationship. Well, and it's even better because it's, to me, it was, I thought it was being set up like it was faith that brought, like that Santa Claus set it up for her to come to Garland in the first place. And that's why it magically opened up. That's the thing. Santa is not magic He's not in on this. Board. He's not even magic. He's a regular old dude with one flying pet. I thought and there might have been cholesterol. some kind of twist to where he doesn't want to have a checkup because she's going to find out that he he's is immortal. Like yes. He's, like he's 800 gonna, years old, so he can't look at... Right. Ah. Like it's going to do the thing where she holds it up and it's like from the Santa Claus went... Does this look like a little weight to you? Yeah, going to do that. And I do... I do, you a Foley artist. Yeah. I do just want to say, I'm glad that finally a Christmas movie takes seriously the overweight plight of Santa Claus. It's That's about time that we bring to your light. Your whole diet's cookies. Bro. That's what I need in, in the holidays. Yeah. Just a, a reminder of the perils of obesity. Speaking <laughs> of realism, I'm changing my super pump. This is the most realistic. No. Gross. It's just. Guys, so. So she gets. I've been eating a lot of cookies recently. <laughs> and then she, she's like, "You're gonna die." And he's like, "Oh, Probably. I never thought about that before." And then she's like, "I'm gonna keep you in the hospital, and I'm staying in town." And then he's like, "Oh, he cool." Goes, but the 24th is the busiest night of the year for me. Yeah. And <laughs> then his son goes, "All right, Dad, let's get you out of here and get you to work." And he goes, "Can we have some cookies first? <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> no. Obviously, no. You can't have any more. You're done. Uh, <laughs> this man is the cookie monster come to human life. And he just, <laughs> every time he gets a chance, it is unbelievable. So the next thing that happens is DJ gets a call from her dad. And he says, I've got you the fellowship. You need to leave right now. Wow. And the they timing fi- her is parents crazy. finally figured out speakerphone, which is cool. That's a great thing. Because before awesome they were literally parents. just passing it back and forth. Also, couldn't have talked to her in the car on the way to the theater, Dad, you jerk. Yeah, anyway. for real. For real. So she... <laughs> she <laughs> We gotta go. I'm gonna get in the car now. You know how awful <laughs> services in 2014 in my vehicle. car. My car's a Faraday cage. No signal can <laughs> no, penetrate the wall the of car vehicle. <laughs> Can't talk to you. Sorry. So Fun she, she obviously trip. starts to leave. <laughs> Andy's driving her to the airport and then he says... Oh no, my dad. Yeah, then they he go gets to the, the call. Stuff. He gets the call. They go to the hospital. He turns around in a parking lot for some reason. Santa has some sort of medical episode with chest pains, a pain in his arm. He collapses, and it's not a heart attack. And it's not a heart attack. Yeah, I don't Wait, understand. I that. thought he was making it up. I thought it was like a proposal thing with like Sandra Bullock and, and Ryan. Riddles. To keep her in town? Yeah. Whoa. What? That Which is, is also not in Alaska. interpretation. What? Really? No, not I at all. I thought he was faking it by the way he described it. Really? He's too bad of an actor for me to know that. Is that why he wanted the cookies anyway? Guys, is that here's, why? The, here's the importance of acting. It carries plot. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this is, this really is a porcupine. Like, I'm trying to understand this and I cannot. Man, such revelations. Uh, a look inside at how Two Chunks... Does podcasts? We don't watch these movies together. I don't know if no. we stress and that we enough. And we do not discuss them beforehand. And it's no. for the point of these kinds of things, especially in such a unique movie like a Hallmark Christmas movie. There's stuff coming to light for me that is groundbreaking because we haven't <laughs> we if haven't Santa, talked about it before. Yeah, if Santa faked, his, no, he was faking it. If he, if really he faked he his heart attack, that is not the vibe I got. He's like, yeah, I gotta. Uh. So he just went for the one thing that like he know like everybody doesn't have to look at WebMD to know that a heart, like chest pain and your arm hurting is a heart attack. So he's like, oh, what was good enough for her to come back? I got a pain, a pain in my arm. Like that's what I thought it was. That does transform the plot of this movie. That makes Santa have at least some kind of agency. That is, I have no idea what to think of that. He actually is immortal. And he's just faking being He can't suffer from heart attacks. He can actually. He's faking being fat. No, because everybody's afraid for him. No, his whole family's like, she's right. You do need to cut back on the cookies. But then that completely discounts that, that, oh, magically an email got erased at the career center that, oh, there is an opening. Like, we're supposed to think he's ominous in some way. That was totally supposed to be magic, but we get nothing aside from the final CG shot of this movie to indicate that Santa's actually magic. Uh, this is so. Here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm going to talk about, since we're spending so much time talking about these cookies, let's, let's discuss the source of those cookies. Mrs. Hattie. Yeah. His wife? Oh, no, no, no. Hattie. I liked Hattie. her. She owns the diner and the general store. Seems strange. Hattie's a better Mrs. Claus than the real Mrs. Claus. And there is why Hattie is my super pump for this movie. Okay. She Fair is enough. the only character that whenever she was on screen, I was like, hey, you're doing a good she job. She kind of reminds me very much, and they could have pulled it carbon copy from a character that already exists. I think it's Suki from Gilmore Girls. Okay. Have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Who is a chef. Right. Um, and like has a has a catering business. Anyways, it felt so much like her. Hattie was my favorite actor. I agree with you. Yeah, she's my super pump for this movie. I I think she was fun. I think that her interactions were actually engaging. She actually felt like a real sweet person. Yes. And then on top of that, uh, her constant supply of cookies was clearly a plot to murder Santa Claus. And in this movie, I'm down. She pushes him (laughs) off the roof, puts on his coat. She gets the gravelly voice. You're the big guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, So DJ's back in Garland. She, no, she never left Garland. She is consistently she's, still... She's mentally and emotionally back in Garland. Sure. How yeah. appalling was it to find out after her very intimate conversation with, what's his face, Alan? Andy. What, Andy. Andy Claus. It's forgettable that she comes back in and her, her bags were packed. She was prepared to go. And then she, she changed her mind. Man, that really messed with my heartstrings. Then love changed her mind. And the Christmas star... When she goes to leave, she doesn't even take it. What's the Christmas star? The, the star one that's that supposed he, to remind her of the Northern Lights. Because you know how oh. the Northern Lights are red and yellow and blue? Yeah, it's just <sighs> all over the place with those Northern so, Lights. So, I mean, he's Santa. We get confirmation that he's Santa as they kiss, and then CG Santa flies away. CG Santa, by the way, looks very what? bad. What a dud of an ending. He has yeah. one reindeer. That's the thing. Jess, <laughs> I looked at Jess when this finished. I was like, Jess. Why does Santa have one reindeer? And she point blank, straight in the face, looked at me and goes, that's all Harmark Channel can afford. Yeah. Of course he only has one reindeer. Yeah. That's fair. How are they going to pay for two? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Much less 11 or how many it's actually supposed to be. I think 60. I think it's just like a fleet of reindeer. It's incredible. So Santa I, flies so fast. If we're going to break down some themes real quick. So at the Can end, we, this, I mean, do the, we have enough evidence no. or material to break down theme? No, we don't. But at the end of this movie, we're supposed to be like, she learned her lesson, and and I guess her lesson was spontaneity. But the spontaneous thing she did was not leave a place she had already been for. Her lesson is give up your dreams if you find someone for the sweet sweet hubby? love, which is not a bad thing. Like like put the people that you love before your dreams. Like be willing to sacrifice your dreams if it means that you get to be. In the lives of people that you love. Now, I did appreciate the fact that Andy and Lauren kind of mirrored each other in opposite ways. Like, Lauren was obsessed with following in her dad's footsteps, and Andy was obsessed with not. See, that's something that's, like, really crunchy. That would be something that would be really good to talk about and sink our teeth into, but but there's 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 nothing nothing there. there. No, I know. Yeah. At the first dinner with the holidays, I thought we were going to start to get into that, and I thought they were going to learn from each other. I thought there was going to be some clear... Like I'm passing the baton to my son. That's, That's yeah, why you I thought he was going to be because Santa. you need to be the new Mrs. Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that he was going to fly and deliver presents and be like, "Hey, I need you with me." The and reindeer they, might they get sick us, on the way. They give us nothing about her that would have shown an uh, uh, an immortal person. This needs to be the new Santa, the Forever. new Mrs. Claus. There's nothing about her that points to that. Yeah, she doesn't give, like- give me something that she likes cookies or like she likes making them. Like anything to say, dude. What if she I was to a- go out of my way after millions of years to give my one son I've ever had? Like, how old is he? Do you think he's immortal? Oh, that's a good question. What if she was a baker? I think that makes it a lot. It makes dude, a lot more sense. That's great if she's a baker. But Especially I know that for Southern Limit, I actually agree with that. There's gonna be another one of these where DJ plays she's a baker. A baker. I mean, there's got to be. But I think that makes a lot more sense. Here's now. Here's, hey, uh, <laughs> now here's my thing. In this movie, though, <laughs> she, I feel like, should have had at least one interaction with, like, a child of any kind where she's she like... She did. Right. There is she one the baby. There is Pendix. No, no, no. There is one little baby at the clinic who is dressed fresh to death all the time. Dude's got a little fedora. Oh, Like yeah. a plaid shirt, a vest. He looks like he walked out of a Kohl's ad. You're right. This baby... <laughs> 
has more style Nothing in his fresh to death like coals. Like coals. He has more style <laughs> hey, in his pinky toe coals. than I've got in my whole body. Yes. And, and and I guess here's my thing. Do you think that at any point while writing this movie, they were at all concerned with well, if we make her Santa Claus, that's too much responsibility on her if she's Santa Claus's wife. And so we're going to leave that up to interpretation because it might like weigh down the plot for the people who watch this. Or were they, did they just like not think of it? Dude, mind blowing that you would say something like this because it just brings me to this point of wait a minute. And we, we mentioned it was filmed in three days, right? It's something, something like less than a week, wait, about a week. So is this movie impressive? Because it's less than a week? I mean, think about what we're working with. We have arrived here. This is my super pump. Oh, shoot. The fact that this exists, that it, they technically pulled it off. This is a serviceable 90-minute movie filmed for nothing over the course of less than a week. Yeah. With a terrible script. Wow. Terrible acting, terrible effects, horrible editing. Like, technically, this is the worst movie that we have reviewed, but we're still talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's still a story that we can find ourselves engaging well, with. Well, and because, hold up. It, I mean, it made a list of, like, a, not a scrub magazine. Like, Southern Living is yeah, the demographic like real thing. of the kind of person that watches most of the Hallmark Christmas movies. So, of of what at the time was 136, this showed up on 15 of the yeah. best. Not Well, the most viewed. So, that, yeah. would, that would assume the best. So that's that's the thing. Like I, I think like Jeez we can Lewis. we can knock it technically all we want, but the bottom line is that there are people who are engaging with this story that otherwise probably don't engage with other stories very much. I know like in the case of my mom, hey mom, if you're listening, I'm I'm not trying to put you on blast. My mom typically doesn't like movies all that much. She loves these. My mom still finds herself... Is it because they're bite-sized, like little bite muffins? I think so. Like, she finds herself engaging in these stories. She's invested in the lives of these characters. And it's one and done. And just it's one and done. It and then it's like, wow. Exactly. You don't, that you don't have thing. to keep... I mean, we just finished this whole thing where we had to remember movies and movies and movies worth of information to understand the current one. This is it. You show up, you're there, you get the whole thing, you leave, and that's it. Yeah, and, and I can appreciate that for sure. I just think of how many, like... Late 90s, early 2000s, Disney Channel original movies probably had the same budget and the same time constraint and, like, were better. Well, and I think that's because you were the demographic. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm just trying to Maybe. play devil's advocate because yeah. we've been kind of dumping on this movie. And, yeah. and I'm not arguing that it's a good movie, but it exists for someone. And because of this, somebody is engaging with story and somebody is engaging and which, and with these characters. And that's never, that's never a bad, a bad thing. thing. Exactly. I completely agree with you. But the movie is... <laughs> Big trash. Yeah, though. It's steam, yeah. steam, 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 garbage. I have, I have an idea. Hit me. And we can choose to remove this if we want, but um, I'd, I'd love to do a little bit that might be consistent. Did, did you? It, it all depends on if y'all happen to look at what the rating on IMDb for this movie. I did. Was. Okay, never mind. I don't think that I did. Never mind. Do it to me. It'll be a fun thing just for us. I was just gonna say, can you guess the IMDb? Six point four. Six point eight. I was close. You were close. Yeah, you're I don't, point four off. It doesn't. It doesn't even register on the critic side of Flickster of Rotten Tomatoes because no one, no critic saw it. Obviously, on IMDb there is Rotten Tomatoes. You need us. You have you need us. Yeah, hold up. Yeah, you definitely need us. There is one trivium on IMDb about this movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What is it? What's the trivia? Uh, let me pull it up. Here is the one trivium. Andy's plane is actually registered in Mesa, Arizona, to Phoenix Flyers Incorporated. Wow. Truly enlightening. <laughs> Thank you, Internet Movie Database. Wow. What? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Unreal. Honestly, I think it's just time to rate this Let's one. rate it. I think you're right. And I don't think this is a place for science, he, Yeah, I agree with you. Southern Science Living, has no place in your Christmas holiday. No. Southern Living Get has, out of here. has no room. There's yeah. simply no room between all of the pecan pies Snickerdoodles, butter, pumpkin butter. pies, butter. cinnamon pies, cinnamon butter, butter, but more butter. There's just no room for science Douglas to squeeze ferns. in. Here. So what we have done is we have temporarily crafted a brand new cinema scale specifically made for Southern yes. Living and Christmas's marriage. Let's do it. Here's how it goes. This is the new Christmas scale. The best thing that we can say about one of these movies is rejoice. When you receive this gift 
ooh, you open it and you are so excited. Yep. It is the socks you wanted. It is that new toothbrush you were craving. It is the Blu-ray copy of Kramer versus Kramer that you have yes. been dying for. Top 15 gifts of your lifetime. The next best and middlest worst thing that we could ever say about a movie is re-gift. This is the kind of gift that you open up and you look inside and you say, hey, it's not for me, but maybe. This would make somebody else very happy. Maybe it's for somebody. <laughs> maybe it's for somebody. So you know what? I'll hang on to it. I'll say, I'll say, oh, thank you so much. It's just the right size. And then I'll give it to somebody who needs it a little more than I do. Yeah. And last, but least, that's right. There's only three here. <laughs> the worst thing we can say about one of these movies is receipt. As in, I sure hope you kept the receipt. Because this movie is going right back to the customer service desk at the Target in the bad part of town. Because that's where they bought it. (laughs) Are you guys ready to rate this movie? Yep, let's do it. I'll go first. Please. This movie is a re-gift. It was not for me. Yeah. But I think maybe, just maybe, somebody out there... Ooh, this would fit just right. Yeah. For me, it's going to be a receipt. Okay. And here's the thing. I don't want to fall into regifting everything because it is clear to me this is for somebody because it has shown up on a list of the top 1% of most viewed of this trash. Okay? Sure. Um, so it is a receipt because I there has to be, as as... Eye-opening at the end for us to say this actually might be semi-impressive that they pulled this off in this amount of time. My friends, there has to be something better, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna return it, and and hopefully no one else. But you don't think there's gonna be something worse? I don't know. It's a win-win. Oh, okay, it's a win-win. But right now, it's a receipt. Okay, and it could be that our brilliant podcast. Sure. Has decided to do Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and then immediately go to a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. That I've we did said, do that. what happened? Yeah, we did do that. But it's a receipt. It's going to be a receipt from me as well. Okay. Um, like Carter, there is no question in my mind that somebody could enjoy this. But I think if you introduced me to that person, I would say, hey, I see you. I see you eating that McDonald's hamburger. Let me just throw that away for you. Let me get you something that's actually good that'll still make you feel the way this burger feels. I hear that. Right. If you want a little bit of Santa-themed, family-themed Christmas magic, there's a million of those that aren't this. But here's what I will say, and this has nothing to do with my rating necessarily, except as bad as this movie was, and truly I mean that, I ate up every second of this movie in a fully ironic way. Yeah. Like I was fully engaged, dying laughing at completely inappropriate times. Like I give the experience of watching this movie oh, a yeah. rejoice. Like it was so much fun to watch how bad this was. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm more excited to watch another Hallmark Christmas movie than I was to watch another Fast and Furious movie after we watched the first one. It yes. almost falls into the so bad it's good yes. category. It's right. very close to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, can't wait. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> so Splendid. I wonder if we'll see DJ again. Oh, we definitely. We, I yeah, know we, we definitely. Next. They do that for sure. Yeah, because next week we're going to be reviewing Spurler. the World War II time traveling epic. What's it's it called? called? Journey Back to Christmas. That's not uh, a joke. It's a, a time travel World War II movie. A World War II era nurse enters a magic barn and is transported. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's transported. So to they've used that twice. Present day, which is 2016. She's pr- transported to present day. Where she finds the importance of love in the holidays. Because that didn't exist in World War II. No way, Man, dude. I can't wait. Don't I, you know nobody celebrated Christmas in the 40s? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't tell you how hard it's going to be to wait until the proper time to watch. This. Like, I want to go home and watch this right now. Yeah, me right, too. But you got to have it fresh on my mind. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want to give a big group shout out to moms everywhere. Yeah, I like that. Moms and aunts and grandmas. Thank you for making Hallmark possible thereby making this possible. We do have a couple of iTunes shout-outs that we want to give. Uh, these are iTunes users who have left reviews for our podcast. Thanks for that. Uh, big thank you to Dilly Dog with lots of Gs. Lots of them. The Rockhorns emoji followed by an exclamation point, which is the most 21st century name I can think of. Yep. Alk 2014 and Post-it Note. <sighs> thank each of the yeah, four of thank you. you. 
Thank you, guys. I want to call you by your real human names, but I don't know those, so and that's what you, I'm going to call you. If you'd reach out to us and let you know who you are individually. Yeah, if, if you're one of those people and you submitted one of those new reviews, send us a screenshot to receive a special holiday greeting it's from the three of us. For sure special. I mean, we're not just... We're not there's no fluff here. here. This is like a legitimate, tangible thing. Yeah, it's a real deal. That I think you'll really enjoy. That I'm going gla- to be glad to have my own copy. Yeah. yeah. And, and that goes for anybody who leaves a new review. If you write a new review and you screenshot it and you send it to us either to our Gmail or DM it to us on Instagram, we would be more than happy to include you on our holiday shopping list. Mm-hmm. If you're impressed by us saying things like Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, website, we have all these things. <laughs> we go do. Ch- go check them out. Yeah. Um, you should see stuff regularly from the Twitter account uh, at Two Chunks and from the Two Chunks and a Hunk account on Instagram. Um, I visit did Two some, Chunks and a Hunk.com. Yeah, go there. Uh, Doge is very, very good. As much as, as much of a, of a sound wizard. <laughs> wickedly talented. I don't, I don't do seem. Adam is a sound wizard. Therefore, Doge is an See, eyes wizard. He makes great <laughs> graphics, guys. I mean, he does. I swizzard. The Instagram follow, when I see that story kind of glow with the little ring around it Ooh, at the top I press of that my, button. You know Ooh, that's I press the first that button. button I'd be pressing. It. Instagram knows that, so uh-huh. they put it first. It's always first for me. Always first. So definitely worth a follow. Big time. Check us out. Uh, it doesn't just all come from the podcast. So there's a lot of stuff. In the same vein as ratings and reviews, the best thing that you could do to help us out is ratings and and reviews. We need them. Fair enough. Oh, we're hungry for them. We need them because if we I get enough. Eat, I want to eat them up like Pac-Man. Nom, 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 nom. I want to eat them up like Frank Holiday eats those delicious cookies. We need your reviews. And if you can give us enough reviews in enough time, that's vague. We can be Rotten Tomatoes real-time reviewers. We can put one up there. Look, Christmas Under Wraps doesn't have a critic review, my friends. We, we could be, be the, the first. first. We need it. And oh, listen. And Rotten Tomatoes needs us. If it's just the three of us, if we wanted, we could say it's a 100% certified we can, fresh. We can confirm beyond the shadow of reasonable doubt that other humans will end up watching this movie. Candace Cameron Bure, if you're listening, please get all your friends and family to leave us ratings and reviews, and we'll make sure your movies are the highest reviewed movies on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll make I want to be very clear to Rotten Tomatoes that we won't actually do that. We'll be very ethical in our review Yeah, we'll definitely be ethical make sure that we're honest. honest. Was that fast enough? Did that sound like the end of a uh, commercial for a pill that stops back pain but gives you diarrhea? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you do sometimes, Grandpa. <laughs> I've got a quick, I know it's the holiday season. Yeah. And this yeah. is a time for the good feels, right? Ooh, like it starts feel to get them. a little cold outside Ooh, and you're like, oh. It's a, it's a, it's a freezing seven. Here, come, here come the holidays. Here come the smell of the Douglas fern. Oh, freshly cut ferns. in the house. Don't need a Douglas fir. I need a Douglas fern tree. That's my favorite Christmas movie, probably Douglas Fern Douglas Gully. Douglas Fern. Douglas Fern Gully. You know what I thought of, though, when one of these little Spidey boys uh, jumped out of that tree? Still hate it. You know, it was just big enough to go into a nostril, and then I thought, wait, wait a second. Oh, you know some nostrils that I think could use a spider? Carter. Uh-oh. The nostrils of a of person who has not subscribed to this podcast. Oh, no. Gosh. I'd love that. And I'd love for you to not know it. I'd love for you to be walking around right now and be like, what's that tickle in the back of my throat? Oh, I hate what you're saying. It's a oh, spider man. that crawled up your nose from <sighs> Douglas Fern. This is the last week you literally threatened to rip someone's throat out, and yeah, this Road is still the is worst, worst to you. Yeah. These yeah. are things I think a about. A live spider crawling in my sinuses. I'd rip my own throat out. Well, just subscribe and it'll 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 disappear. I promise I you that. So. It's the magic of Christmas. That I spider so. will be gone. Here's the deal. If you want to save your own sinuses, you should subscribe. Spiders roasting in an open nostril. Oh, gross. Yuck. Hey, let's end this episode, yeah? at your throat. That's all I got. Sorry. Uh, guys, I have an idea. Okay. To end this episode. Okay. And and I have thought about it for weeks and years. Wow. <laughs> that's a uh, big jump. Even before I saw this movie. So that's why I was like, wow. Okay, God. It's perfect. I get it. Yeah. Um, Frank Holiday. Yep. We don't really like that alias name. We don't. <laughs> no, it's bad. Either call yourself Chris something or Kringle or... Nick. Nick. Come on now. Even Nick Holiday would be better. Just yeah. Frank. Frank is the worst part. Why Frank? Frank Holiday. So... Hey, it's Franklin. <laughs> coming over holiday. <laughs> um, why, don't we, why don't we sound off today with our own alias names for... Santa Claus. Okay. Oh, gross. 
Okay. okay. We're going for worse than Frank Holiday. What is a worse Santa name than Frank Holiday? I mean, I think it'd be fun to make it worse. Because that seems to be more of a challenge than yeah. to get better. Okay. so hard. I got mine. Do you want to start us off? Yep. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening. And for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Hanukkah Hank. <laughs> for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Billy Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Navidad! <laughs> and for two chunks and a hunk, I'm TJ Maxx. You should go. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We can't wait to spend the holidays with you. Ho, ho, ho. Like you do sometimes, Grandpa? Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.